With that familiar theme song, we're reminded it's time once again for the Harvest Time Gospel Broadcast. This is a daily broadcast with special emphasis on missions and world evangelization under the direction of Dr. Stenny Ballou of Resaca, Georgia. And now, here is Brother Ballou and today's broadcast. Thank you and greetings, radio friends. What a joy and privilege it is to come to your place of listening and share together with you another Harvest Time broadcast. I praise the Lord for this open door, this heaven of all privilege that our Lord allows us day after day to study the Word of God together. I trust that if it's at all possible, you'll get your Bible and follow along with us as we open the Word of God today. We're turning again in our Bible to the book of Ephesians chapter number 4, and we're continuing our study on the person and ministry of the Holy Spirit. The Bible said in Ephesians chapter 4 and verse number 26, Be ye angry and sin not. Let not the sun go down on your wrath. Neither give place to the devil. Let him that stole steal no more. But rather let him labor, working with his hands, the thing which is good that he may have to give to him that needeth. Let no corrupt communication proceed out of your mouth, but that which is good to the use of edifying, that it may minister grace unto the hearer. And grieve not the Holy Spirit of God, whereby you are sealed unto the day of redemption. Let all bitterness and wrath and anger and clamor and evil speaking be put away from you with all malice. And be ye kind one to another, tender-hearted, forgiving one another, even as God, for Christ's sake, hath forgiven you. That's reading Ephesians chapter 4, verse number 26, down through verse number 32. And we continue our study on the personal relationship with the Holy Spirit. We saw, first of all, His proper recognition. And we learned that the Holy Spirit is not an it. He's a person. He is God, co-equal, co-eternal, and co-existent with God the Father and God the Son. He's not a figure of speech. He's not a figment of somebody's imagination. He's not a fantasy that some fanatic dreamed up. He's a person. He is God. So we looked at his proper recognition, and then we looked at his power required. And I said to you that only the power of the Holy Spirit can convict of sin, convert the sinner, conduct the services, comfort the saints, and conquer Satan. Only the power of the Holy Spirit can do those five things. And may I quickly add, he still can do all of them. But now we're looking at his personal relationship. Since the Holy Spirit is a person, then he has feelings, he has emotions, he has desires, and you and I who are saved by the grace of God can have a personal relationship with the Spirit of God. And we're looking at this relationship, and I gave the illustration of a husband and wife. My wife and I, since the day we married, we've had a union. 
but we've not always had unity. Now, I praise the Lord for the years God's given us together. But there have been some times when things were just not like they should be as far as the relationship and fellowship was concerned in our marriage. And when we analyze what's going on, either I did something that offended her or she did something that offended me. And so what we have to learn to do as husband and wife is not do those things that are offending to our companion. And the same thing is true in this personal relationship with the Holy Spirit. The only difference is when it's between me and my wife, sometimes it can be me that is wrong. Sometimes it can be her that is wrong and causes the breakdown of our fellowship. But may I say to you that the Holy Spirit is never wrong. When our relationship is hindered, it is always our fault, not the fault of the Holy Spirit. So we went to the Word of God and began our study on looking at some things that man can do that will offend the Spirit of Christ and hinder our personal relationship. And we're listing them as seven don'ts in our relationship to the Spirit of God. If you want to have that personal relationship, I said to you, first of all, don't grieve the Holy Spirit. And we looked at this on the broadcast yesterday, and I pointed out to you in the context, the things that grieve the Holy Spirit are those inward sins that we harbor in our heart. He mentioned in verse number 26, the sin of anger. And then he mentions the sin of giving place to the devil. He mentions the sin of stealing. He mentions the sin of corrupt communication proceeding out of our mouth. And you realize that whatever goes on inside us, the Holy Spirit lives in us, and he must put up with whatever we allow to come into our life. If it's a spirit of anger, then the spirit of love must abide in the presence of the spirit of anger. If it's a spirit of wrath, then the spirit of peace must abide with that spirit of wrath. And it grieves the Holy Spirit when we do not provide him a proper place to live. But now today we come in our Bible to the book of 1 Thessalonians chapter number 5 and verse number 19. And here we see the second of these seven don'ts. The Bible said, quench not the spirit. And so our second don't is, don't quench the Holy Spirit. I said to you, he is grieved by the things that we allow in our life. But how do we quench the Holy Spirit? Well, the word quench means to smother. It means to shut off the free flow. It means to hamper or hinder that working that the Holy Spirit wants to do in our life. We quench the Holy Spirit by our actions. May I just simply say most of the time by our disobedience to what he wants us to do. When we obey the Holy Spirit, we give him free course in our life. When we disobey the Holy Spirit, then we quench the Spirit of God. Again, I emphasize these are closely related, but the difference is simply we grieve the Holy Spirit by not providing for Him a proper environment to live and work in, and we quench the Holy Spirit when we do not cooperate with His leadership and His Lordship and allow Him to do what He desires to do 
in and through our life. Grieving him deals with our inward sins of attitude. Quenching him deals with our outward sins of action. So, number one, don't grieve the Holy Spirit. Number two, don't quench the Holy Spirit. And then I want you to notice a third one found over in the book of Hebrews, chapter number 10 and verse number 29. The Word of God said of how much sore punishment. Suppose you shall be thought worthy who hath trodden underfoot the Son of God and hath counted the blood of the covenant wherewith he was sanctified an unholy thing and hath done despite unto the Spirit of grace. So the third thing that we're looking at in our list of don'ts concerning our relationship with the Holy Spirit, number one, don't grieve him. Number two, don't quench him. Then number three, don't despite the Spirit of God. Now the word here is not spite, but it's despite. The Bible said they done despite under the Spirit of grace. Now the word despite comes from the same word as does our word contempt when we talk about the court. You often hear on the news, so-and-so is held in contempt of the court. Also, the word despite simply means to insult. And here's an explanation that might help us understand this. And by the way, this is the only place this word is used in our Bible. You see, in the courtroom, a judge issues some order. People who are present will honor him while they're there. But then when they leave the courtroom and they go out and the judge is not present, then they go and do different to what the judge has instructed them. They insult the authority and the integrity of that court. So they are held in contempt of court. The same thing is true with Christians. You see, the Holy Spirit has written us a book. It's called the Bible. Then the Holy Spirit calls men of God to preach the Word of God. And they preach and they teach and they give us lessons and instructions. And the Holy Spirit speaks to our heart. This is right. Do it. Or that is wrong. Do not do that. And then we literally go out from the church house as though the Holy Spirit stayed at the church house. Then we go out and we do contrary to what God said in His Word and what the Holy Spirit has laid upon our hearts to do. We insult His Lordship. We ignore His leadership. And by doing that, we act in a manner that is despite to the Spirit of God. So God said, do not grieve the Spirit of God. Do not quench the Spirit of God. And do not do despite to the Spirit of God. Again, let me emphasize one of the greatest lessons you can learn in your relationship to the Holy Spirit is that you learn to honor His Lordship and His leadership in your life. Do not ignore His leadership. Do not insult His Lordship. But be that that He wants you to be and desires to make out of your life. Then I want you to notice a fourth thing. Number one, don't grieve the Spirit of God. Number two, don't quench the Spirit of God. Number three, don't despite the Spirit of God. And then number four, 
And we come to the book of the Revelation, chapter number 2, and chapter number 3. And seven times in these chapters, we find the same phrase. The Bible said, He that hath an ear, let him hear what the Spirit saith unto the churches. So here we find, if we want our fellowship with the Spirit of God to be right, then we must not ignore him when he speaks to us seven times. And, of course, you know, these seven churches represent church history, prophetically speaking. So God is saying to every church, in every generation, in every nation, he that hath an ear, let him hear what the Spirit saith unto the churches. We learn from the Word of God and from church history that down through the years, the church has been plagued by people who would not listen to what the Holy Spirit says. And my friend, it is insulting to him to know what he says and not do it. But it's also insulting to him for him to be speaking to us and us not listen to him. Again, if I may go back to the marriage, one of the great things that you learn in marriage is to listen when your companion is speaking. And if you do not listen, it will not be long till they'll not be speaking to you. But if you're a good listener, then your spouse will become a good communicator. And so if we want the Holy Spirit to communicate with us and have that good personal relationship, we must learn to listen as the Spirit of God speaks to us. Father, take the word, use it to your glory. I pray in Jesus' name, amen and amen. Behold, the fields are white, it's harvest time. Well, I trust the broadcast was a blessing to you today. Let me remind you that Harvest Time is a listener-supported radio ministry, and I need to hear from a number of you. Would you pray for the radio ministry and then write to us and share with us in the financial burden of this radio work? Simply address that letter to Harvest Time, 179 Promised Land Drive, Resaca, Georgia, 30735. That's Harvest Time, 179 Promised Land Drive, Resaca, Georgia, 30735. And be sure to join us each weekday, Monday through Friday, at this same time. God bless you. Until the next broadcast. Oh,